The most important thing in life is relationships, with marriage at the top of the list. But current divorce rates indicate we're not doing very well, even Christians. Why is that? Has our understanding of marriage changed? How can we recover the sanctity of the vows we take when we get married? To be faithful until death do us part. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. In two days, I will observe the inaugural event of my daughter's future anniversary. That's right. My oldest daughter is getting married in two days. I don't know if you've ever participated in this as a dad before, but man, this is killing me. We packed up her stuff last night, and my wife and uh, my daughter both drove down to where we're going to be having the wedding, which is out of town, and uh, oh my goodness, I was was having a hard time. I mean, uh, just over silly things, I was starting to cry. It took all I could do not to be crying when my daughter was looking. And so I worked that out. I didn't. But what I want to do today uh, is talk about not only weddings, but also marriage. I mean, it is, as we said in the lead-in to the show tonight, the most important part of life. I mean, that's what it's all about. Relationships are what life is all about. And the marriage relationship is absolutely, unequivocally the most important relationship we have in this life. In fact, even some of our presidential candidates have recognized the significance of marriage and the marriage commitment, the marriage covenant. Uh, In fact, one of our uh, presidential candidates' wives, uh, she mentioned uh, marriage in a speech recently. This is uh, Barack Obama's wife. So listen to, i got to say this, I can't wait to say it, listen to Michelle Obama. Now listen to her name, what a beautiful name. Michelle Obama. One of the things, the important aspects of this race is role modeling what good families should look like. And my view is that if you can't run your own house, you certainly can't run the White House. Can't do it. Now, you know, I think that might be a slap at Hillary Clinton. I'm not sure, but it, it sure sounds like that. And uh, i got to tell you, I'm not, I, I, I would never vote uh, for someone who's pro-choice. I just can't. I can't make myself do that. That would be a really difficult thing for me. But, uh, but I'm telling you, the name Michelle Obama, that's cool. I, I like saying it. It kind of rolls off the tongue there. Uh, anyway, I appreciate the fact that she does mention, at least, that marriage is a, a real indicator of what's going on in your life, but most importantly, because marriage itself is that important. So I want to talk about weddings and marriage, and I want to talk about them in the way they're related to each other. Obviously, they are related to each other, but I don't have to do it by myself today. I'm privileged to have in the studio with me Dr. Steve Hunter. He also 
serves as a professor here at Chriswell College. Steve, I appreciate you taking time to sit in with us today. Hey, well, thanks a lot, Barry. It's really a pleasure to be here, and congratulations on the on the upcoming wedding of your daughter. I've got five girls and one son, so How? I'm praying for you and certainly praying for me. <laughs> How old is your oldest daughter? She is 11, but, you 11. know, you can't start too young with uh, giving her those messages, hey, honey, you got to wait until you're 40 to get married. <laughs> That's exactly Let me tell you. You need to wait until you die and you can collect oh, your life goodness. insurance, let right? me tell you, after yeah. planning for this one. Well, anyway, and, 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 and by the way, my daughter was very frugal. My wife and daughter were both very considerate of me, and I'm still just staggering at the amount of money yes, it costs to absolutely. have a wedding. And we're, we're doing it outside. We're going to have a beautiful wedding outside. But anyway, I just want to ask those, uh, by the way, who are listening, later on in the show, we're going to give you an opportunity to call in and uh, chime in on a few of these things. But, but a couple of things I'd like to hear from you if you uh, have some input on it, some suggestions for us. Uh, one is, uh, I'd love for you to call in as a guy or a girl. Call in and tell us what happened in your wedding that was unique or different or caused it to stand yeah, out. Yeah, and, that's good. And it would be nice to know whether it was positive or negative, too, in your eyes after it happened. But something unique about your wedding. And then secondly, if you were going to give my daughter one word of advice, she's a 21-year-old girl. She's marrying a 21-year-old guy. He's a fine Christian outstanding young man. We really enjoy him. We really like him. Uh, but if you were going to give her one word of advice, in other words, the word of advice isn't run, no, don't mm-hmm. do it. So it's not that. But anything else, if you were to give her one word of advice, what would that be? And we'll give you an opportunity to call in a little bit and give us that input. Now, when you get ready to call in, the number is 1-800-881-9270, or you can email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Feel free to do either of those anytime, and we'll try to take your calls as quickly as we can get to them. Now, Dr. Hunter, Steve Hunter, is, uh, like I mentioned, a professor of counseling classes, psychology classes, things like that, thing, things like that here at Criswell College. But he also has professional qualifications as a, uh, as, a, as a counselor. He's an LPC, a licensed professional counselor. How long have you been doing Christian counseling? Uh, quite a while now. I'd say probably 15 years. 15 years. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of experience there. And in your personal life, you mentioned you've been married for how long? 17 years. 17 years. Yes. Still a rookie. Uh-huh. I've been well, married 24 years. Yeah, hey, that's right, wet. buddy. That's right. Well, maybe I'm older than you. Maybe that's part of the deal there. How old were you when you got married? I was uh, 26 years old when oh, I got yeah. married. You were old when you got married. Yeah, that's right. I got married when I was 20. How about that? What were you wrong? doing good, man? What were you holding off for? You know, I don't know. Just didn't find the right person. Yeah, there you go. God okay. was teaching me some things. I got you. Well, I'm, I was privileged to get married when I was 20 years old. And there are great things about getting married when you're younger, great things about getting married when you're older. Both of them work out great. So uh, I'm uh, I'm excited to be able just to talk about weddings and marriage in general. And one of the reasons I want to talk to him, especially having Steve here to share the time with us, is because of how big weddings have become, Mm -hmm. and in contrast to that, how short marriages have become. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, now, sometimes, I I think marriages are probably over before the bill for the wedding has been paid. Mm. Uh, And that's a crying shame. In fact, I'll tell uh, all of you, one of the strongest or sharpest illustrations of this for me is wedding photography. Uh, As a pastor, I've married hundreds and hundreds, I I don't know how many, easily over a hundred. Uh, couples in my 17 years as a pastor in Arlington and uh, enjoyed doing weddings, always enjoyed being a part of it. I wasn't hard on photographers. I appreciate the work they do, and they work for the, the couple. They don't work for me, so I just let the couple decide what they wanted them to do and not do. But I will say it really bothered me that the couples spent all of their time, the families, they spent all of their time preening and preparing for the photographs. 
And uh, you, you know, I might have a 15-minute, might have a 45-minute ceremony, but would spend two, three, four hours during the day taking photographs, some before the wedding, some after the wedding, some during the reception. You pause everything. You end everything. Sometimes you'd send over the, all of the people who were guests for the, for the wedding. You'd send them over to the reception and take an hour taking photographs with the wedding party mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. For what purpose? Because the couple weren't even going to remember the ceremony. I you don't know. know. They, were, they were so wrapped up in the... The oblivion of mm-hmm. getting everything together that they needed photographs so they could remember a ceremony that itself is supposed to signify the beginning of the marriage covenant. So we have pictures now of weddings that signify the beginning of a covenant that doesn't even exist anymore because the couple don't live together, they're not committed to each other, or they've actually dissolved the marriage in a divorce. It's, it, it, just, it just destroys me to hear it. So we all know that the marriage uh, covenant is taking a beating in our culture right now. Steve, I'm curious to ask you, uh, when we say marriages are failing at an alarming rate or things like that, yes. what are we talking about? How, how many divorces are there in, uh, in any statistic you want to give us? I mean, how often does it happen? Whatever. Well, you know, Barry, it does stagger the imagination. Uh, research uh, tells us that in America, one million children every year see their parents divorce. It staggers the imagination. Did you know, Barry, that the average... Um, number of divorces in uh, every day in America. Is okay, wait, wait. This is the number of divorces every, every day. day Three thousand five hundred and seventy-one every day. Good grief! Uh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! You know, I I want my daughter's wedding to be beautiful, and I want her marriage to be even more beautiful. I know we've got uh, one person on the line that wants to share something about her wedding right now. Karen, this is Barry Creamer. I appreciate your calling. Uh, share with us something about your daughter's wedding. Yes, uh, she wanted to have uh, a special part in her wedding where when it became time for the uh, rings to be presented, she asked her grandmother, who was the only one living, her grandfather had passed away, to present the rings to her and her husband because it was to signify their 65 years of a loving relationship mm. that they had had. Now that's getting the right mm-hmm. idea across. So I do like we, that. So, so at the time that the pastor asked for the rings, uh, the usher went down and picked it, brought the grandmother up and handed the rings to them. Now, that's a really cool yeah, idea. That's nice. Uh, mentioning it during the ceremony. I, I like that. Uh, you know, one of the things I'm always, Steve, I'm always asking uh, couples about, but I don't know any statistics or anything on this, and I don't care whether it's statistical or not, but I'm always asking couples if I'm going to do a marriage ceremony if their parents are married. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I want to know, I, not because I wouldn't do a ceremony. Obviously, I mean, there are so many people whose parents aren't married. It's not their fault. So I'm not, I'm not going to do anything negative, but I just want to know how to talk to them about marriage because it seems to me that people think differently about marriage if their parents have been divorced. No matter how hard they want not to think differently mm-hmm. about it, they just do. What's your impression about that? Or have you ever have you thought about it that way? Well, have you sure. Run I think um, we're, we're going to be a testimony for good or for bad, just like in this ceremony. What a great legacy, 65 years of marriage, and the picture and the modeling that passed that, that is passed on to this couple right. Um, right at the beginning of their marriage. But, you know, it works both ways, too. I think we are just now uncovering the damage that is done to a child through right. divorce. It is 
nothing short of devastating. Right. You know, in fact, I, I, I do want to throw in something here real quickly. Um, we're not trying to bash divorcees today. We're not going to pretend that someone who's gotten a divorce is necessarily worse than anybody else who hasn't gotten a divorce. We're not saying to you that you've done uh, something worse than a person who's doing other things that are wrong. But but, you know, it, it is pretty clear biblically. I mean, marriage is supposed to be a lifelong covenant. And uh, I don't know anyone. Let me say it to you this way. If you've been divorced and you're thinking, man, I don't want to listen to an hour of getting beat up. I, I just want let me say this to you. I, I don't know anyone who's gotten a divorce who didn't think it was the worst thing they've ever gone mm, through in their life. Absolutely. I don't know anyone like that. So we're not pretending that you're an evil person because you've gone through something like that. But we, but we do want to say to every young couple getting married how important that marriage is for their lifetime. I know we also have Harper on the line who's been married for a good while. Harper, tell us about your marriage. Well, we've been married 80 years. 80. In November. Congratulations! And we, we did a good thing. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me you don't mean eighty years. You can't, you can't have been married eighty I'm 80 years. Eighty years old. I'm, we've been married sixty years. Oh, there you go. Look, yeah, after sixty years, time. after sixty years, you're allowed to get twenty bonus years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Slightly see now, but uh, I just wanted to say uh, I recommend it. We we had a early on. We probably had a. We had to get it adjusted, but 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 it's been a great a great ride. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, I appreciate you calling sir. in, Harper. Yeah, I say congratulations too. Uh, Sixty years of marriage, and I think I heard him say I'd recommend it. I think, yeah. I think he slipped uh-huh. that. That was in there. I think I caught that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Kevin, uh, I appreciate your calling in. Also, uh, you say there was something unique in your cousin's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin, tell us about that real quick. Yeah, I was at their wedding after they had said their wedding vows. As a new husband, they had it set up to where they did the Lord's Supper. He he led his new wife in communion, so I ah. thought that was pretty cool. Now you said he led his new wife in communion. Yeah, as soon as they as soon as they had been married, they yeah. had it set up right there on the side of the altar. Yeah, they already had the you know the the grape juice and the stuff, and yeah. that, he led his new wife, so it was just them two that did it in the ceremony. I have seen that in ceremonies before. I had one couple that was really adamant about doing that in a service that I was doing. Now, I'm real big on the Lord's Supper being a local church ordinance and all that kind of stuff, so I'll only do it for a local church, but when this couple asked, and it was going to be beautiful in the ceremony, and they were willing for me not to call it the Lord's Supper or communion, I just said, you know, we're indicating the communion that this couple's going to share in Christ That's from right. this day forward. It really was a beautiful part of the ceremony. I enjoyed being able to do that with them, so I, I appreciate appreciate your mentioning that. Uh, I, I love the fact that a couple is willing to indicate not just that they're joining together in the covenant of marriage, but that they're joining together before Christ and in Him in the covenant of marriage, because He's the one who sanctifies our lives and makes all that we do worth doing. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about marriage. I invite you to call in. Tell us about your wedding. Tell my daughter what you want her to hear about marriage. Rejoin us for Jerry Johnson Live. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage Dad was told by mother Barry Kramer here in for Jerry Johnson today. This is my wife's birthday, by the way, today. Love her very much. She can't hear a thing I'm saying, though. She's down uh, about 200 miles away preparing for my daughter's wedding, which is coming up in two days. That is two days before my daughter's future anniversary. That's how I like to say it, because the wedding is uh, hugely important to her. But to me, it's just a uh, debt. Um, to her, though it's hugely important, therefore it is important to me, but it's important to me because it's an indicator of when her future anniversary is going to be held every year. And I pray for 60 years, for 80, for 100 years, that she just stays married. And I love the guy that she's marrying. Just think he's fantastic. Uh, he's, exci- he's a Christian. He's uh, soft-spoken, but he's also a leader, and he's got a good future in front of him. I'm, I'm really excited about him. All that in spite of the fact that he's an Aggie. That's disappointing. Hey, but, man, uh, you know, you got a top-quality person there, it sounds like. Oh, man, I forgot that about you. I've been taking it too easy on you. Mm. Yeah, I need to work on that. Uh, listen, uh, we've been talking about marriage in here and weddings, and I'm I'm basically inviting you to do three different things here so far. Uh, to call in, 1-800-881-9270, or email talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com uh, with your suggestions. Uh, first of all, number one, about the wedding. Uh, what happened in your wedding or some wedding that you were at recently that was really unique, made it different, and whether you thought that was a good or a bad thing? Then secondly, if you have advice for my daughter. You have something where you'd say, man, if I could tell a person one thing about marriage, this would be it. And then finally, um, what on earth do you think is going on with marriages uh, that they're just not what they used to be? What has happened? What has changed so that weddings are getting bigger and bigger, but marriages are getting shorter and shorter? So you call in with advice on any of those three things. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we already have some on the line. Tyler, appreciate your calling in. Share with us about uh, something unique in a wedding. Uh, who is it for? It was actually mine. Oh, uh, my cool. wife and I, we've Okay. We married five years in January. All right. Um, I am actually the son of divorced parents. Okay. Uh, the majority of my aunts and uncles have all been divorced. And so my wife and I made a specific decision that during our vows, we would throw in that we will never seek divorce for any circumstances, which during Good. the like wedding that. was kind of cool because when we got to the vows part and I said my vows first, the, the collective gasps from my side of the church and the beaming smiles from her side of the church, because her family have all been married for years and years and years. Right. Um, wow. But the piece of advice I would have for your daughter, uh, through anything, because she's getting married at 21, I was married at 20, um, I would suggest to her that through everything that's going to be coming down this roller coaster of life, that she always respects her husband. Yeah, good. 
Good. I appreciate that. Straight biblical advice from Ephesians 5. I'll go with that. And I'll, I'll offer to her that same advice. I like the fact of the idea of putting it on the table. And neither one of us will seek divorce for any reason. But is there anything negative to that? Steve, what do you think about that idea? Throwing that uh, in the wedding, by the way. I say uh, good job, Tyler. Kudos. And uh, <laughs> taking that stand and leading out and making that firm commitment. Because in a God-honoring wedding, the girl that you, the, the young lady that you married, wants to know that the person she is marrying is committed to God, committed to marriage, and that divorce is not an option. Good job, Tyler. I appreciate that. Chelly's also on the line. Uh, hey, what, what advice do you have for my daughter? Well, I've been married five years, and recently, more, I've, I've learned to pray for my husband. Yes. I mean, I really like pray for him. Um, he, My husband's a Christian. He's not yeah. very strong in the faith, though. And just recently, I've been reading Stormy O'Martin's book, Shut Up, not Shut Up and Pray, that's her logo, but uh, Power of a Praying Wife. And in two months, I've seen such changes, and, yes. and I realize she's marrying a Christian man, but he's going to need her prayer. Well, that's exactly right. I really do appreciate yeah. that. I'm grateful for that. You know, the support uh, of a wife makes all the difference in the world. There's a Now, I'm not advocating movies. I don't care if you go to see them or not, or if you think they're all evil or whatever, and I'm not advocating anybody go see this, but there's a great line at the end of one of the Spider-Man movies when his wife says, go get him, Tiger. Yeah. And yeah, it just makes good. you as a husband say, man, that's what, my, that's what I want my wife to say, go get him. Yeah, and Shelley, I'm I am amazed at the number of Christian couples who do not pray, and I just advocate there's no way that you can have the marriage God desires you to have outside of prayer, individual commitment to God, but also as a couple, that commitment to God, daily Bible study, reading, and prayer. Fantastic. I appreciate that. Wow, the lines are staying full right now. Thomas, I know you're on the line also. Uh, what do you have for us today, Thomas? Down in San Angelo, eh? Yes, sir. Hey, great to hear from you. you know, I was down there for a while doing interim pastorate, so I'm glad to hear from you. It's a, it's a neat little town. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just had a just had a word of advice. I've I've been married uh, 10 years. Uh, it'll be 11 years on the 26th of the next month. Okay. And um, the pastor that married us uh, set us down before, before a couple of days before this, the ceremony and uh, told us two things that, that we have stuck with for the entire 11 years we've been together, and that's talk, 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 talk. <laughs> I hear and that. And always, yeah. always talk about everything. Yeah. And, the second thing was that he said that I thought was just amazing was uh, when you fight, and you will, never, ever, ever bring up the D word. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Divorce. Good. Just leave that. He said just completely wipe it out of your vocabulary. Good. Don't even look at that as an option. Good. Appreciate Ooh, that. I like that. That's sure. When you bring up that word divorce, you build in fear and insecurity in that relationship. You're exactly right, Thomas. Hey, maybe maybe you can't put a number on this, Steve, but just asking you, how often would you say uh, you're part of the solution to the problem that a couple brings into your office is communication? Communication. Um, uh, you look at research across the board, and uh, Gary Smalley has interviewed now 3,000 couples, the number one challenge in marriage relationships, communication. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, I don't think one person talking counts as communication, right? Got to go both ways? Uh, not according to my wife. No, <laughs> it's got to work both ways. I've got to right. take an opportunity to stop and listen. I so can you're go exactly with that. right, Barry. All right, Jose, I appreciate your calling in. What advice do you have for my daughter and her and, and my, oh, this is going to be hard for me to say. What advice do you have for my daughter and my almost son-in-law? Well, see, um, when I was, when I got married, I've been married for 14 years. 14 years. Uh, 
when I got married, I was not a believer. Okay. But now, thank God, I am a believer, and my marriage is based on the Bible. Amen. And uh, my advice is that every time there is a problem, you call God. He got, he got the answers. Yeah, yeah, right. And I know for experience. So turn to the Lord for the answers. That's uh, right. Keep the Lord involved in the marriage. That's right, Jose. Yeah. You know, I would add uh, my my thinking on that is you just cannot have the right kind of marriage if you're not involved in church. You have to have the support of the people there and just the fact that you're involved in the Lord's body. Um, church involvement, I know you think is important, Steve, obviously. You and your family sure. have always been involved in church. Any word of advice on that? Yes. Uh, boy, I tell you, we we need one another. We need the Lord to trust in the Lord, but we need that support and accountability with one another. And I would encourage husbands and wives to have good accountability partners. You know, when you're challenged and you're struggling, it is great to have someone to talk to and say, listen, can you pray for me in this? Good, open, honest accountability, support, encouragement absolutely necessary in order to have a marriage that honors the Lord. All right. I appreciate that. Hey, Tanya, you're on the line. I appreciate your calling in. Uh, you have some advice for my daughter? Hi, yeah. Hi, Professor Kramer and Dr. Hunter. Yes, hey, hello. Tanya. Nice to hear from you. You too. Uh, my advice for your daughter is to always pray for her husband and okay. always respect him. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. that very much, uh, and I will. I'll be passing that advice along. You know, I may I may throw in a few of these comments during the ceremony. Sure. I, I might even give credit mm-hmm. for them to someone. Yeah, and I'm going to pass that advice along to Karen, my wife. It's good. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, we have Helen on the line also. Helen, what advice do you have, or are you going to tell us something about the wedding? Uh, it was just some advice. Okay. Uh, I've been married for 29 years. Yes, and excellent. one of the things that I learned, I came from my whole family has been divorced my mother was married five times right now my husband on the other side came from a very biblical you know family never divorced Mm -hmm. or nothing and they taught me a lot one of the things that they said to me when we were getting married was one no matter how angry you are never go to bed mad at each other don't right i've heard that advice before Does, it, does that work, Steve? Uh, how do you do that? You know, Helen, I'm feeling a little bit convicted here now. I have to admit, I've gone to bed angry, but when you sleep on that anger, it gives uh, opportunity for bitterness and resentment. Boy, I tell you, the Word of God is uh, filled with truth, and uh, that is an uh, important truth to apply. Not easy to apply, but absolutely necessary. Yeah, for those who aren't familiar with it, there's a passage in Ephesians 4 that suggests that you not let the sun go down on your that's wrath. That's exactly right. So I think that's what Steve's referring to there. Yeah. I know uh, we have another caller. Now, uh, this caller's a little worrisome to me because my wife's name is Joan. The caller's name is Joan. My wife goes through Midlothian on the way to where they were going, and so I... I'm, uh, I was counting on the fact she wasn't listening, but I don't think I've said anything that would have gotten me in trouble. Have I, Steve? Anything? No, I think you're doing well, but let's okay. check and see if yeah, it I, is Joan. I, I, I'm, I'm surely she's past Midlothian by now. So, Joan, uh, what's your advice for my daughter? That in marriage you always practice the golden rule. All that right. Think before you do anything. Yeah. Because there are all kinds of decisions that we cool. that come up on us. You know that we have to make for ourselves. Good. Before you do, you think, if my husband or my wife yeah. did this or said this, would it upset or hurt me? Mm-hmm. Right. And if the answer is yes, then simply do not do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that advice. Uh, it's really hard for us to 
realize how important it is that we take the to take our spouse and respect them the way we ought to respect every other person, and then obviously more because they've actually given their life mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually in the privileged position of having somebody who loves us enough to give themselves to us. Uh, there are a lot of things we've been talking about with uh, marriage right now. We've been talking about the declining success rate of marriage among believers of Christ and everyone else uh, in our culture. For those who will marry, nothing else is more important. Uh, I feel like some of us feel like we were born to be married. Do you feel like you were born to be married? You agree with Nellie McKay? I'm not even torn. I want to get married. That's why I was It's two days until a truly fine, hairy-legged young man marries my daughter. You're listening mm, to Jerry Johnson man. Live, and this is Barry Creamer along with Steve Hunter in the studio. And uh, we're talking about weddings and marriage, uh, which are, of course, not unrelated topics. Uh, Steve, I want to ask you something before we get back to mm-hmm, the callers. Sure. We have a couple of callers holding on the line, but uh, before we get to them, mm-hmm. a major there's been a major change in the last 100 years. Uh, obviously, some of that's taken place in the last 50, some in the last 10, but a major change in the role of women over the past entry, mm-hmm. uh, century. I just want to know if you think that's had, obviously it's had an impact, but what kind of impact do you think that's had on our culture, on weddings, mar- uh, not on weddings, on marriage in general? Yeah, Any certainly, certainly there's been uh, a major change. When you ask me the question, the first thing that comes to my mind is, my wife working outside the home. She works at um, at a First Baptist Dallas. She um, is director of Developmental Learn- Learning Center. She's got six kids. She's an incredible woman. But I think the Lord looks at the heart. And wow. certainly yeah. I look at the heart because I know her heart is to serve God and serve her family, even though she's working outside the home out of necessity, I might add. Hey, well, amen. All right. She works out of the home out of necessity, a financial necessity. Mm-hmm. I take it that means not just that she's going to go crazy if she has to stay in the home with six kids. Oh, uh, you're hesitating. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. hesitating a little. That's up for <laughs> up for debate right there. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with uh, this, uh, I mean, rabid increase in uh, couples living together before they get married, the changing roles of women, I mean? Yes, I do. I think, uh, in my opinion, we live in a, a needs-based feelings-based society. And so, yeah, living living together feels good without making that final commitment there. But, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, statistics show that um, in well, the past— Let me ask you a statistical uh-huh, sure. question. How, how much—do how much cha- you have any idea how much change has taken place in terms of couples living together? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, in, in the past 40 years, cohabitation uh, by unmarried couples has increased— 1,000% listeners. 
good grief. Uh, a thousand percent. And I think... But you what, know, I'm not surprised. When I, when I was pastoring, I would yeah. ask couples that question because I, I wouldn't do the ceremony for somebody who was living together unless they moved apart, made a commitment to stay apart for a while before the, before the wedding. I, I got to where I just didn't do ceremonies anymore because everybody was living together before they got married. Everybody that would call, except for just members of our church, I mean. But uh, it was just shocking to me. So uh, you were going to add some more to that. Yeah. I didn't need to cut you off. I'm, I'm just thinking about this inside. I've been married 17 years. I'm kind of a slow learner here, but I'm <laughs> learning what it means uh, to be God-centered as opposed to spouse-centered. And I think couples that live together, they can be spouse-centered and loving and give everything to one another. But the right. missing aspect is they jeopardize the ability to be God-centered. And in my opinion, the only way that you're going to have a marriage that honors God is if he is at the center. Yeah, very good. I appreciate that. Uh, Let me ask you a couple of other questions. Uh, Because it seems to me, Steve, that uh, the relationship between uh, women's changing roles, and I, and I, I don't mean that as an insult. I, I'm glad for some of the mm-hmm. changes. I mean, uh, some, of the, some of the degradation and subjugation of women has been a terrible thing. Uh, but there's also a change in our whole society about men's roles and women's roles. Uh, I want to ask you some questions about it. We've got some callers holding. Yeah. They've been holding very patiently. So I'm going to get to them right now. Rob, I appreciate your calling. What do you have for us today? Yeah, I'm a chaplain out at General Motors. Uh, really enjoying your show. Hey, thanks for calling in. A lot of wisdom there. Um, I know that when we got married uh, 18, almost 19 years ago, we only have one child, but she's a girl. Uh-huh. She's 17, and boy, she's a handful. <laughs> uh, we uh, have made an agreement, my wife and I, that we wouldn't defile the bed. We both were in, going into second marriages. Uh-huh. And uh, to tell your listeners out there and the young people that are listening uh, that it was easy, no, it's not easy. And right. it was hard, and we came close, but... We still made sure that we didn't defile the bed, and uh, that was one of the biggest things where the blessing of God seemed to be on our marriage. Um, yeah, I appreciate the, that. Just maintaining yeah, purity before it, the marriage. Yes, sir. Amen. And uh, yeah. if you do defile the bed, you absolutely should pray and repent with a, a man of God, a woman of God, uh, together uh, before you marry uh, for a lifetime commitment commitment as it should be and uh the uh the thing is it's not going to take care of all the wrongs and uh the other thing i was going to in insert was the fact that you you have to keep dating you have to be boyfriend girlfriend all your life you Mm -hmm. can't just right be uh just tolerate each other and then all of a sudden become a brother and a sister in the lord you you just can't do it you've got man i appreciate that rob thanks for calling in i I hate to rush but we've got uh, other callers waiting on the line plus uh i have a couple of uh questions to ask you steve one is we haven't had a chance to ask you this yet now i hear statistics that say uh, we may not be doing any better so just uh, give me your overall perspective on this are christians doing any better than the rest of the culture in terms of marriage and divorce well one of my favorite uh, christian researchers is george Barna and the Barna Research Group, and according to uh, George Barna regarding the status of the Christian family now, um, he reported that born-again Christians and church members and mainline denominations were among the groups with the highest rates of divorce, and uh, he had some statistics even about Baptists. Baptists had the highest rates of divorce of all Protestant denominations. You know, something that was surprising to me is that uh, one of his findings was that atheists and agnostics 
actually had lower divorce rates than professing Christians. Now, what do you think about that, Barry? Unbelievable uh, and disappointing, too. Um, now, I think there's there's something about this that I, I do want to talk about. We'll probably talk about it, end up talking about it in the last segment. But uh, it drives me. It, this is the reality of it. I, I, I have all these arguments about uh, the existence of God and why we believe in God, even though there's evil in the world, that he's good and all-powerful, all that. None of those arguments make any difference if we don't live out the things that represent God's Mm -hmm. righteousness in the world. Mm -hmm. And number one in representing that is Christian marriage, that when we're married, we give ourselves to each other for a lifetime in that covenant relationship. Uh, You know, we can make statements like uh, Senator Brownback does here, uh, where uh, we're defending marriage against the onslaught of homosexual marriage, and that's good. We need to do that. Listen to Brownback on this. I've been standing and fighting for marriage as a union of a man and a woman bonded together for life. Now, the response that we get from the other side on that issue, of course, a lot of times is uh, that opposing homosexual marriage doesn't mean anything when we don't have any reverence for heterosexual marriage because we don't stay married. Half the marriages end in divorce to begin with. And uh, that's a just argument. But it, but it's but it's a false argument in another way because two wrongs obviously don't make a right. And uh, the fact that we're not doing a good job of representing the Lord the way we should in heterosexual marriage means one thing. It means we need to do a better job of representing the Lord in our marriages and uh, of being faithful with each other. I want to talk about some things we need to change in order to bring that to pass. Maybe you have some just some suggestions regarding that, too. But also, I want to get these two callers that are on the line right now. I know, Keith, uh, you've been holding for a while. If you're still there, what do you have for us right now? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks. I, and I'm sitting here. I love what you just said about Christians needing to do a better job. My wife and I have been married for 16 years. Amen. And we've been through some rough times. Yeah. And, but one of the things that my wife, my wife didn't like the, the normal ending music for a wedding. I don't remember the name of it, but she said, let's make this something special. Yeah. The she recessional music, you mean the dum, dum, well, dum, 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 that? Yeah, thank you. Gotcha. Um, my, I don't think that's the name of it. Let's find a song to end our marriage with that we can use as a theme for our entire marriage. Yeah, okay. So we sat down, we prayed, we listened to all the music that we had, and we chose Twilight Paris's I Will Never Go. Oh, I like and that. And that's what we ended yeah, I do the marriage like that. Yeah, that's good, or the, ended the wedding with. Yeah. And through some very rough times and through a change of uh, careers for both of us recently, Yeah. that we play it every year, we play it when we feel like, okay, wait a minute, we're losing touch. Yeah. I'll, I, I like that whole. I like that whole idea. And we pray during the whole song. And say this is what, this is what's going to be yeah. our linchpin. That's very good and because my daughter, being twenty-one years old, my daughter being twenty-one years old, you know, she's going to get married, and she has no idea. I mean, she's a smart girl. She's as smart as anybody I've ever known, but she has no idea what's coming down the pike. Nobody does. You know, you go into marriage and you just don't know. Now, Steve, I know your marriage has just been bliss from day one, right? Uh, yes, yeah, seventeen years of marriage, and I'm guessing, you know, probably sixteen years happily married. I'm hoping that's the case. But um, you know, Keith makes a good point when he says we need to do a better job. But I'm thinking. And you know what? When I heard Keith say that, I just kind of heard the Lord in my mind prompt me to say, you know what, Steve, you need to do a better job as a Christian husband. And I think 
Christian husbands have become passive. We have this success-driven mindset, and success is outside the home. But, man, we need to be as enthusiastic and loving and motivated and driven inside the home to love our families and love our kids as we are outside the home. And so this drive for success, an American dream, Barry, I wonder if we've traded the uh, pursuit of the American dream and more and more and more and less and less time for good quality, God-honoring relationships. And I would uh, hate to think that's the case, but it uh, it might be. You, do you need me to put that soapbox up for you, or can you get that? Oh, am I preaching? I'm sorry. I'm no, not going right. to ask for an offering I, here. I, I, but uh, No, I appreciate it. I mean, that, that means a lot. I don't know about this one either, Steve. I, I actually am asking you. Are second marriages, third marriages, whatever, multiple marriages, are, are later marriages more likely to be successful, less likely to be successful? Are there any statistics on that that you know of? Yes, I think uh, if you look in the research, it's across the board, you will see how uh, second marriages, they have a higher rate of divorce. Not to down second marriages, I think, man, you know, if the statistics are like this, certainly you need to focus on prayer. But if you're talking about people getting married later in life, I'm doing premarital counseling with right, a right. couple that's 30. And you know what? Statistics show they got a better chance is that for right? marriage well, because of the their level of maturity, Fantastic. I believe. You know, this is what I'm going to say to you. I, I don't care what marriage you're in. The marriage you're in right now is the one you need Amen, to be working on right. and the, the one you need to focus on. I want to encourage you to hang in there with it. In fact, you need to forward this email to about 15 people and stay with us through this break or something terrible might happen to you. Oh, you know, I'm just kidding with that. But do stay with us here on Jerry Johnson Live. This is Barry Creamer. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. I'm glad you've stayed with us today. We've been talking about weddings and marriages on Jerry Johnson Live. Most importantly, how to address the declining significance of the marriage covenant in our culture. Uh, in a couple of days, my daughter is getting married on Saturday. And so uh, that day, from now on, we'll be celebrating her anniversary uh, with her, with her, oh, Here, man. I'll wipe the sweat uh, off your brow, yeah, Barry. Uh, okay, uh, anyway, I'm, a guy, I, look, I'm doing the ceremony. I really am going to have a hard time. I'm going to do the old... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand in the gazebo. We're having it outside. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. She's really planning yes. a beautiful wedding. But I'm going to stand in the gazebo, and I'm going to say... Uh, who gives this woman to be wed? And then it's going to be the old, and then hold her arm and say, uh, her mother and I, and then, 
back up to the gazebo, I guess. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. We've been talking about trying to solve that problem. Yeah, don't do it. I'm not, yeah, well, don't that does solve away. the problem. Just I hold could, on I could, to I her. Just, I could just say, who gives this woman to be away? Yeah. Nobody answers? I'm done. Hey, it's a package uh, deal. You get me and her. <laughs> Listen, uh, during that ceremony, I'm going to say the words I've said a, a thousand times. I'm going to say, I, I don't always say Jonathan, but I'm going to say, uh, Jonathan, in taking this woman you hold by the right hand to be your lawfully wedded wife before God and these witnesses. Do you, I may not say it this fast, but I will be saying it. And taking this woman you hold by the right hand to be your lawfully wedded wife before God and these witnesses, do you promise to love, honor, cherish, and protect her and be to her a true and faithful husband mm-hmm. as long as you both shall live? And you know what he's supposed to do? He's supposed to answer with two words. I want you to hear Leah Salonga sing just a tiny snippet here about those two words. And if life should come to just one question, do I hold each moment true? Sadness Always With gladness I Do And I think that is beautiful And I love those two words In the ceremony And I love the focus on the covenant That you establish for life When you do that And I just want to say If uh, I I believe this I'm committed to it And I want to encourage you out there To consider this Honestly in my life The one thing I want to be said about me At the end of it The one thing I want as my testimony is That I was faithful to my wife I want her to know that And I want my testimony to be That I loved her the way Christ loved the church. That's why marriage is important. Uh, Steve, you done some ceremonies? Yes, I I have. Uh, but you know what? The words that you're sharing it they touch my heart. Um, you know, I'm I if I have the opportunity, and I do. Hey, to uh, give a word to Christian guys out there who are married. Um, love your wife like Christ loved the church. And what that means is sacrifice, sacrifice for her, sacrifice your pride, sacrifice your time. And, you know, to be honest, Barry, um, I, I have to admit I have done some ceremonies to the point where I allowed ministry to take precedent over my love for my wife and uh, that is not my heart's desire now I'm just thinking even when we leave here when I walk out this door my prayer is God renew me encourage me so when I step foot in that front door I'm able to love my wife and love my kids as you love the church and be a demonstration of the Lord in my home but what if she's not doing everything you wish she was doing? I tell you, that's uh, so very important. When God is the center and we're loving our spouses out of obedience to him, we will love and serve and forgive and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. And it's when we have <laughs> those. Really, that's yeah, hard to do. That's yeah, when we do. have those expectations, that's where disappointment and resentment set in. And we begin having those problems. Love your wife, sacrifice out of obedience to God for his glory. Hey, let me honor. say this. Uh, if if you disagree with this, let me know, Steve. But I've said to men before, they've come to me and they've said, oh, my home's just not like, I come home, the kids are fighting and my wife's fighting and she's complaining about this and that. It's just not a happy place to be and there's just no love there. You know, I, I, I'm saying to every husband out here listening to me, and Steve, you can correct me if you think I'm being too hard on them. But I'm saying to every husband out there, if you want love in your home, there's only one place it's going to come from, and that's you. If you don't have love in your home, it is not your wife's fault. It is time for you to step up to the plate and be the source of real love 
in your home. And if you don't provide it, it's not going to come from anyone. I'm telling I wish it said it, but it does not say, wives, love your husbands. It says, husbands, love your wives. So am I being too hard on husbands? Or no, I don't think so. That's okay. convicting. I like Gary Smalley's quote. He says, if there's conflict and tension in your home beyond five years of marriage, it's because the husband has not learned to love and nurture his wife and kids. Uh, all right. I appreciate that. Am I being that. too harsh now? <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, uh, Billy, I appreciate your holding. If you're still on the line, what did you what did you want to contribute today? Um, the I'm not sure who I heard this from, um, but they told me that the order of Marriage should be God first, your spouse second, ah, gotcha. children third. I got gotcha. you. No, I appreciate when your... You put children second, it yeah. causes problems. Yeah, absolutely. Now, first of all, I'm going to agree with you on the priority of spouse and children and then ask Steve about whether he does or not. I, I always say to people, you've got to put your spouse first, and your children have to come in that relationship next, but not outside of the first priority, which is your love for your spouse. Is that uh, unfairly hierarchy, yes, making uh, an unfair hierarchy? Yeah, the caller, he makes an excellent point, and Barry, I agree wholeheartedly. I like the quote from uh, Josh McDowell. He says, the best thing you can do for your kids is to love your spouse, and I agree wholeheartedly. Now, let me uh, throw in that that uh, I, I, don't, I don't do the, the ordered priority, though, where I put God and then spouse and then kids and then job and then whatever. Uh, I start with um, spouse. You say, well, that, that's not right. You're putting your spouse above God. No, no. I don't put God in the list of priorities. He's the one who gives me the list of priorities. Everything he tells me is what I'm supposed to So I can never use God as an excuse not to love my wife, not to be faithful to my wife. When it comes to making a choice, my wife is first on my list of priorities, not second, not behind my ministry, not behind anything. So when I'm making decisions, I'm thinking of her, and I'm doing it because I want to be obedient to the Lord. I still think that, you know, satisfies what most people mean when they say make God your first priority. But he's not just a priority to me. He's the whole backdrop in which everything else happens. In fact, he's the foreground within which everything else happens. Uh, Steve, any thoughts or comments you want to say before we start to wrap it up today? Yes, I'm listening to you, Barry, and I'm just going to shoot straight with you. And and listeners, uh, you know what? As a result of this show, I'm feeling motivated. I'm going to get my wife some flowers, a card. I'm going to get <laughs> oh, home, man. bathe the kids, and uh, I am glad and get my busy. wife's not listening. Get That's busy. All get I'm going to say. Hey, uh, listen, marriage is tremendously inconvenient. I'm not going to kid you about that. That's just the reality. It's inconvenient. Attaching yourself to a spouse will be the most inconvenient thing you will ever do, but it's also the best. I mean, it's like becoming a Christian. We don't talk about becoming a Christian and say Christ will give you everything. He'll eliminate all your problems. He'll make everything easy. We don't say that. The reality is Christ demands everything, and he leaves nothing unturned. He promises nothing more than loss and sacrifice in this life. But I don't know one believer who would say it wasn't worth ten times the exchange they made for salvation. I mean, uh, Christ will give you new life. And you know what? Your marriage will give you back the greatest life you've ever had if you'll just lay down your own life and recommit yourself to the love you have for your spouse. This is Barry Creamer for Jerry Johnson. Thanks for listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Hey, come back tomorrow. We'll have a great show for you. been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. 
for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.